area. Shit. Sorry. Jesus. Of course you do. Of course you do. I mean, I'm like... If I go next to it. 17 minutes late or more, but yes. <laughs> you have to change the microphone. Yep. Forgot to do that. You know, Got it happens. Plumb the depths. The depths of hell. That is Apologizing to the Nazarene. Sorry, I think he's a Nazarene. he's a listener. <laughs> he's a listener. He's always listening. Always, always, you know. He's always listening to the band Nazareth. I don't know. There's something. That's why he's got the name the Nazarene. Yeah, the wall of sound, right? Yeah. In this case, it's wall of judgment and shame. You know when. I was growing up in my super Christian world. The the biggest threat that they would lay on you wasn't even hell, you know, that you're mm-hmm. probably going to go to hell. You know, you had to tiptoe this line and, you know, on one hand, like, no, you just have to accept Jesus Christ into your life as your personal Lord and Savior. Easy. Okay. F- fuck it. Yes. Done. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. On the other hand, like, oh, boy, you better fucking mean it. You better mean it, though. He'll know if you don't mean it. And if you don't, you go to fucking hell. Yeah. And we'd read the book in Bible class, which I had all throughout my schooling career until I got to college. I had Bible class. And we had one of the... One curriculum, one piece of the curriculum was reading a book called Why There Needs to Be a Hell. Oh, okay. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 So we would have conversations about that. But whatever. Hell, it's like, it's too abstract almost. Like, sure, it's terrifying and whatever. But it's kind of like in the monster movie where okay you you go down into the basement it's dark right the dingy dark basement cobwebs are hanging around there's no light you have a single flashlight you're pointing it this way and that back there in the corner what's that oh it's a hideous like blob monster that goes and comes at you you know okay that's scary sure right but what's way scarier is same scene Except when you point your flashlight over and there's a single bare bulb hanging over in the corner, it's just a little doll that turns around and starts singing, Jesus loves me, this I know. That's about a thousand times scarier, you know, because it doesn't belong there. It's out of place. And now the confusion sets in and we're most afraid of things we don't understand. It's like, what? the fuck is happening like i understand there's a monster and wants to eat me that's one level it's physical lizard brain shit i don't want to get eaten i'm gonna run away but now it's like you don't know what the danger is if there is danger maybe it the doll wants to eat you also but maybe not but you don't know you don't fucking know so anyway that's how they would 
psychologically torture us in uh, Christian school, not Catholic school, mind you. Right. It's Christian school. It's Protestant shit. Yes. The, the psychological torture that was most effective was saying, when you die, there's, <laughs> there's essentially going to be a huge long line, you know, a queue, if you will, mm-hmm. outside the gates of heaven, the pearly gates, which already it's like, come on, you know, that's not, even if I believed all that shit, it's like, that's not how it's actually going to go down. But like, that's what they taught us. And then you're all standing in a line and it's like next. And then you have to step up, step forward. And there's essentially a huge like video screen above the gates. And it's (laughs) like, okay, now we're going to play back your entire life. For right. you, I see why this line is taking oh. so long now. <laughs> right, what the fuck? You're looking at your watch and like, what the fuck? Now you know, and we're gonna play back your entire life, every second of it, for you, all these people, for you, God and Jesus and everyone. Literally, that was the most psychologically damaging thing that they did. Not hell, but just sure. showing your entire life. Yeah. Every bit of it. You want to keep some of it private. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I mean, all those times you were, like, taking a dump. It's in there. Like, what what angles do they have? Is this some kind of immersive... uh... Infinite. Infinite. And so, clearly, with an infinite number of angles, they're going to choose the most demoralizing and humiliating. Because otherwise, why would they be doing it? I mean, the... I'm imagining they have now, angles from inside the fucking toilet. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Like if they're maybe instead of like a giant screen, it's like, you know, one of these like, you know, like in the control room type thing, like, like, you know, maybe like 10 by 10, like 100 mon- uh, monitors showing every conceivable angle simultaneously. Yeah. Right. It's just like, here it is. I mean, not good. No, it's not good. Um, and like, like, but everybody's doesn't any of there. that matter? What I, do you mean? Like, like you said, there's that line. Because really, all you have to do is accept Jesus. But this is how they would hedge their bets. Because all right. you had to do was like mouth it out, right. you know. And they get you pretty early. You're like five or six years old. You're a dumb shit when you're five or six. So like, you know, you'll just do whatever. But then it's like. Okay, yeah, 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 you did that. But, you know, we're going to go back. <laughs> Once you die, uh, everybody's going to go back and watch everything you've done. And then we're going to have a conversation <laughs> and see if you meant it. Yeah. <laughs> see, in Catholicism, they didn't. I mean, so you're talking about this weird line. They have to have to straddle between like all you have to do is accept jesus yeah and you're all good and but you we also don't want you going around like doing bad stuff faith without works is dead brad don't you know well that's what i was gonna say right i mean but good works are meaningless (laughs) but what's meaningless say that again good good works good deeds meaningless but faith without works is dead yeah 
It's a complicated case with lots of ins and outs. Not a, that not much a fucking know. ins and outs. I feel, yeah. and I, you know, I'm sure you know that we could get the Pope on the line, and he might, you know, clarify some of this. It's fucking busy motherfucker. He's I, probably out there shitting in the woods. Yeah, I feel in maybe not in like strict doctrine, but in the way an everyday Catholic goes about, and maybe just you know, congregation. Uh, you know, or a parish, as they call it, a, uh, you know, priests on the ground. There wasn't a big emphasis on, like, you must accept Jesus. The emphasis, first and foremost, was, you know, you got to do good things. You can't be doing bad things, things that hurt people. You got to help people. You got to be nice. Yeah, they didn't really give a shit about that so you, much. You can't, uh, yeah, you can't, you know, yeah, you can't be greedy. You can't do this thing that's going to fuck over all these people to enrich yourself, right? Like, there was a big focus on that. At least that's what I felt. No, man. If you give 10% of your earnings to God, he's going to then reward you tenfold. I always tried to do the math on that one. (laughs) It's like, if I, wait, if I give, okay, I have $100. Mm -hmm. I give them, I give God $10. He's going to reward me tenfold that's a hundred dollars it'll give me yeah okay that works out <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah uh, yeah definitely it's a good okay. investment because he gets tricky powers of 10 you know it's like wait am i just back at a hundred dollars no you're at a hundred ninety dollars no that's good that's a great investment and I, and I feel like the general vibe in the catholic church Again, not talking about doctrine. I'm talking about the vibe is like, yeah, just vibes. Oh, man. you were like a good person. You did some charity and helped people out. That's enough. God's going to like you. You don't have to See, be like, a- yes, I believe I accept Jesus. Like, it's like, yeah, Jesus seemed cool. I'm not really sure about him, but, you know, I helped like clothe and feed the needy. It's like, all right, come on in. That's a way better vibe. That's the vibe. I love that vibe. It's the vibe. It's the vibe I always got. I mean, if I was going to choose a vibe for organized religion, that would kind of be the vibe I would want to go for. And I feel like Jesus would like that vibe, too. Yeah. That was like his whole vibe. Well, you know, we're trying to piece together what uh, the Jesus wanted. We're talking about the Jesus, right? This whole time. Yes. The Jesus. Yes. The titular... The, not Jesus, the Jesus. Right. Yes. It was a fucking role. The the royal, the editorial. Yeah. He wants to fuck you. If, He's going to call you right out on your Wednesday. psych out Bush League stuff. Yes. Why wouldn't he? I mean, you that's what's pretty much going to happen. That. You're going to have some, you know, pig of a rich guy. Who's exploited all his workers, destroyed the land to increase the profits of his company, giving all kinds of people, you know, environmental uh, based illnesses, asthma, cancer, etc. Pollute Mm -hmm. the streams, all the fish are dead, you know, people can't feed them, all that. And then he's going to get to heaven. He's going to be there. He's going to be like, hey, Jesus, I accept you, bro. It's okay." And Jesus is going to be like. What is this Bush League psych out stuff? (laughs) Laughable, man. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like to think. But then he's going to stride away and leave the mess for somebody else to clean up. Like 
Peter or somebody, you know? <laughs> right, right. Like classic Jesus shit. He just doesn't, it's all just talk. He just walks away. It's like, oh, you were just talking. Yeah, he just likes to shoot off at the mouth a lot. Yeah. It's his whole thing. It's like he's not <laughs> that scary. Is, that is his whole thing. Did he ever <laughs> take Walter's gun away from him and stick it up his ass and pull the trigger till it went click? No. 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 Sure, he but did a in, lot of hooting and hollering, but that's about in, it. In the Jesus's favor, though, we did not see Walter try any psycho stuff out there on the lanes like flash a piece. But we didn't see any more of it. Do but you we, really so think we don't, Walter changed his ways? I don't think Walter changed his well. We don't know, right? Because he is being threatened to, you know, he's contravening the bylaws. Yeah. Well, a number I think, of the league's bylaws. Yeah. See, that I think would have an effect on him, probably. Well, maybe. or, you know, also, we just don't know. You know, like I think Walter could take it if the Jesus was beating him. You know, it's if the Jesus starts going over the line, starts doing some other, you know, questionable yeah. behavior, then Walter's going to be like, all right, you know, I need to come in and enforce the rules. Now, let's not forget. Let's not forget that the the person who was telling Walter that he was contravening a number of the league's bylaws was a fucking kraut. So he may consider that threat uh, inviolate. Is that a, is that a word that's appropriate to you use mean, here? A, a, you mean like it's not a valid threat? Is that not, what you're saying? Not a valid threat because he's a kraut. I told yeah, that kraut a thousand times. I, I felt he uh, had a respect. Yeah, maybe not. I'm just trying no, to get think. what he really thinks about Krauts. I mean, I know he, while he's not a fan of Nazis, at least there's an ethos there. That's true. That's true. <sighs> yeah. They were yeah, probably, yeah. Were, he probably sees them as worthy adversaries. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you're right. Not like someone yeah, trying right. to find reverse on a Russian tank. Right. I don't know, right? We have We're to do a lot of a crystal pool. ball gazing into Walter's state. I just think most likely the situation could have been handled with both people not uh you know, both people saving face in essence, right? Now, the the the, the, the uh the Jesus doesn't go over the line. He doesn't need to flash a piece, so then the Jesus doesn't need to pull out of his hand and shove it up his ass and pull the trigger till it goes click. Like everything just kind of you know, it's like crisis, you know, you know, the talk, just like, you know, in the global stage, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of heated rhetoric, a lot of yap, 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 a lot of yap and lots of threats, lots of, but, you know, saber rattling, saber rattling. Perfect. But, you know, you can also, you know, come out through those harrowing situations with everyone feeling like it was acceptable, like we didn't have to go to war. We didn't have to flash a piece. We didn't watch our buddies die face down in the fucking muck. Right. We can, at the end of the day, we will have a score in this game. Someone will have won. Someone will have lost. You'll have a worthy adversary for the future. Yes. Or even just to reflect on for nostalgic purposes. Now, Walter converted from Polish Catholic to Judaism. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that 
transition was like. Do you think Judaism has the same ish vibe as Catholicism? Where it's not like I, they're not I, so just in gen- and I'm talking about vibes now. So Again, not I'm doctrine. gonna talk. I so you know I don't think I can really answer that because I don't I can't say that I have. You know I'm not of that culture, that religion, that upbringing. So it's hard for me to say what the vibe I'm is. Just talking, like, as a Jewish man, people, I know that they don't seem to. You know, yeah, so as a man on the outside fucking, looking yes, in, of course, it seems they have a similar vibe. Seems like it, right? Does seem like it. Whereas these Protestants, man, they just <laughs> they gotta fucking relax, you know, swinging their pieces around, you know, just relax. Yeah. The um, yeah, it is an interesting thing. But they would say there we can't. How can we relax? We don't want you to burn in hell forever. Like how could we possibly relax? We'd be derelict in our duty. It's like I don't believe in hell or God really. So uh, fuck off. <laughs> so here's another thing that I've heard. <laughs> if we're gonna talk about my impressions, my my vibing out, my oh, Catholic boy. vibes. All I want to talk about is your vibing out. Uh, the um, and then we can get to things Brad typed at me, and maybe if there's time, I don't know if there'll be time. Yeah, I, I want to hear more about time. you vibing out. Okay, but the well, I can vibe out with that with just with the best of them for sure. True, that's true. But hell, and maybe you've heard something similar. I don't know. <clears throat> hell was described to me in the Catholic Church, and I feel like I've heard this multiple times. As not like a, you know, you're in a fire and there's like, you know, men with goat's feet prodding you with pitchforks and it's this exquisite like torture for all eternity or whatever. Right. It's really just you will be like God's presence and love will not be shining on you. Right. The absence of his love. Yeah. And that is worse Actually, you're going to find and being in the, the fire with the pitchforks and stuff. Yeah. Is it that that's what I was on to. Is it though? <laughs> really? Is it though? <laughs> you're burning <laughs> like forever. Um, I don't know. God doesn't seem that cool, you know, or at least not the one <laughs> that I knew and loved growing up. Doesn't seem that cool. He's got a bit of a temper, you know, he's kind of abusive, right? Controlling. It's a a murderous, vengeful (laughs) being with ultimate power. It's not cool. It's not someone you want to invite over and vibe with. Right. Yeah. Harsh vibes. vibes. Harsh Harsh vibes. Harsh. Buzz killing vibes. Buzz killing, people killing, animal killing, planet killing just bad vibes, man. Where's all this love? Well, I guess Where's simply allowing all of reality to exist <laughs> it's, is it's like a superior, a love supreme, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. Too supreme for our little minds to comprehend. But you'd think he'd uh, kind of dumb it down, kind of like the Tim. Ten Commandments, you know, he'd, he'd kind of dumb the concepts down a little bit so we could understand them. And that's the other thing, you know, while we're on the topic, you know, we'd we'd pepper our 
Bible teacher, Mr. Trot, all the time with these questions, you know, because it all sure. seems so fucking stupid and ridiculous. And like one of them was like, okay, fuck, man. Jesus was like in Israel, you know, like on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and shit. What about the Aboriginal people in Australia? They never heard of him. Okay. And then all of a sudden it's like once Jesus came on the scene, then you had to accept Jesus into your heart and accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. But the aboriginals, and I hope that's the preferred nomenclature, I, I don't know. People who have never heard of him don't know, because, you know, they didn't have iPhones. However long Jesus was alive, like a hundred years ago, there's no fucking iPhones. These people never heard of him. What, they just automatically go to hell now? Well. The switch was turned, and it's like, n no, they get a pass because they have the opportunity to look around at the splendor of the natural world and something will move inside inside of them. That's the Holy Spirit. And they will come to know God in that way. And as long as they do that, then they don't have pitchforks. Yeah. Well, we're talking about God now, right? But the issue is you yeah, got to believe God in now. Jesus. Right. But they don't. That's what that they get a pass from Jesus. They just have to realize God is out right. there because there was no way the for them to literally know about Jesus because they were on a different continent. Right. Well, maybe, and cell phones you know, wouldn't be fucking or even like telegraphs wouldn't be invented for sure. like 50 years. Well, maybe and, it's, you, and it just every and, and every time we would. Sorry. Sorry. No, go, go, on, ahead. go on. You're on a I, roll. I'm saying every time we would ask these kinds of questions. The story and the logic hoops <laughs> that they had to start jumping through would get more and more elaborate until it's like, this is, you know, once a plan gets too fucking complex, I don't believe in it anymore. This is goddamn ridiculous. This should be the simplest thing ever, really. It should just be fucking simple. Be kind. How about that? Instead of all of this elaborate gaslighting, you know, because mm -hmm. that's all it was. It's like, why are you doing this? It's, I don't know. It's fucking cult like behavior. Most of the people I went to high school with, granted, that's a small number, <laughs> are like youth pastors and shit. Yeah. You were in the, the like the, the special elite <laughs> training program and look what happened to you. Right. You were no. like one of the few, the proud, the 17 students that are going to be yeah. go out and the next do, generation, man, do God's highly Jesus's Christian work. things. Yes. Maybe I would make like Christian movies that would bring people to Jesus. You know, it's mm. not too late. It's not. I think about it. You know, I think there's might be good money in that a friend of mine's doing it. There isn't good money in it. You got to really be willing to go in. <laughs> Like, yeah. in, man. There can't be, like... You gotta keep your own voice out of it as much as possible if you really want to make some money off of, the, <laughs> off of those fools. And I'm not willing to go back in. Sure. I'm out. I don't want to go back in. Yeah. And you gotta go back in. You can't be on the outside no, that, and I... make a Left Behind starring Kirk Cameron. You just can't. You, you, someone in upper management has to be 
inside. Even if you're just doing it to make money, you still got to be in. And I'm not in, I'm out. I prefer to stay out. Yeah, that is for the best, I think. I think too. But you I, you allowed me to finish, but you, I kept interrupting you. Well, the point I was going to make, which I don't know if it's worth going back to now, but it's just, you know, you and your other um, classmates in that uh, Bible class may be interested at that time to have learned about Mormonism which says after Jesus was resurrected, he stopped by, uh, you know, North and South America. I yeah, was he like, went on a little world Just want to let you know, here I am. So, you know, closes that loophole at least. But that's Mormonism. Right. So, I mean, Mr. Trot wouldn't have accepted that. No, of course not. Because they don't. You know, I'm just saying maybe they don't like to think about Jesus wandering around upstate New York. (laughs) Right. Right. Burying some uh, burying, burying, whatever, some gold dishes. But, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah, that ruins their entire vibe. Like Jesus in the Catskills. It's not how they like to (laughs) do it. No, they even though the way they present Jesus is more like he was from the Catskills than Israel. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, You know, European man spoke with a British accent. (laughs) (laughs) Dug the Beatles. Yeah. Wore those little uh, round uh, glasses like John Lennon. Fuck yeah, he did. Had a tie-dye shirt, flash and peace signs. Yep. That's how he showed up. Hitting the ganj, you know, on the lowdown. Several millennia ago to the Native (laughs) Americans. Blew their fucking minds, you know? Yeah. It's like He gave them the gift of vibes. They never had vibes, but now he's like, here you go, vibes. And they're like, Vibes, man. And they're like, what kind of scales are these? And Jesus is like, you know, Jerry invented his own scales, man. Did I go too far? Uh, No, that was good. All right. I mean, I was hanging on. I mean it's a Grateful Dead reference. Yeah, no, I get it. Okay, all right. Just no fan to explain it. I know you just, just, just yesterday started your rudimentary <laughs> education about the Doobie Brothers, so I wasn't sure if a Grateful Dead reference would land with you. I mean, I was able to suss out the reference by context. Yeah. I don't know the reference personally. Oh, okay. But yeah, you, okay. Good enough, though. I, get, I got, I was able to suss out the idea that this anachronistic Jesus is a deadhead. Right. Unlike me, when I read this thing that you typed at me. Okay. Which I was. <laughs> which thing was that? With, well, even with the one. context, it was a little. Hmm. Anyway, here it is. This, this is an episode of things Brad typed at me. Um, hey, Timmy, what you up to? What? Long, long hyphen. Like. A super hyphen. Like it's an inch long on the screen. I have no idea what comes next. <laughs> All right. Come on now. Get your shit together. Hey, Timmy. Long hyphen. Okay. No, no, no. Hey, Timmy, comma. Comma. What you up to? You question up to? mark. Long oh, ass hyphen. Oh, I... not much. Just the J goggling. Oh, come on. You had to bring that one up. 
all right, fine. We'll move on to the second one. <laughs> sure. I, I think the less said about that, the better. Probably. Pro- oh, definitely. Yeah, we don't want to get into that. <laughs> that rotten business, man. There's just nothing good in it. Okay. <clears throat> There's another thing Brad typed at me. Mount Eret weighs 350 trillion pounds, comma, period, which would need 175 trillion tons. Wait, 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 W-A-I-G-H-T, comma, that isn't right, god damn it, powers of ten again. Wait, those powers of ten, they fucking, I don't know why, what the human brain loophole is on them. I don't know either. So what were the numbers uh, I said? I said 175 trillion pounds. Mount Eret. Which was Mount Everest, okay. (laughs) E-E-R-E-T, E-E-R-E-T, weighs 350 trillion pounds. Yes. Which would be, which, sorry, which would need 175 trillion tons. Right. So if, if a ton was two pounds <laughs> instead of 2,000, that would be correct. You almost did like a conversion from pounds to kilograms. Right, almost something like that. Almost, yes. it was close to that, but not, not right. pounds to tons. Yeah, there are not there are not only two pounds in a ton. You know, counting so, all those little zeros, it can get exhausting. And your eyes play tricks on you. Yeah. I know, I know, I get it. But you could just look at the two numbers, though. Well, that's why I quickly realized as soon as I typed it. Because you didn't See, when type I'm vibing, out. I'm just shooting the little nuggets out as fast as my brain comes up with it. Yeah. That's so I'm well. like, here you go. And then I'm like, wait. And wait. I'm, I'm so like wait. the connection is so directly that I spell wait instead of W-A-I-T, W-A-G-H-T. Is that how I spelled right. it? Yes. W-A-I-G-H-T. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're which, talking about wait. <laughs> it makes sense, right? Yes. It does. It does. If you are talking about how much things weigh and you need a pause, it then becomes a weight. W-A-I-T-H-T. Perfectly. I I think that's how language should work. And I get it on a subatomic scale. I discovered this spontaneously, but I love it. I love it. I think it's great. Don't get me. The segment things Brad typed at me isn't necessarily always to ridicule you. Oh, sure. You know? Sure. Sometimes it is because it's just so it's ridiculous. It's just so easy. Yeah. Well, but it's a little, it's kind of cheap that way. But like sometimes there's things like, wait, that isn't right. And, you know, you discover these deeper connections because you're just, again, you're just vibing, man. And you're firing them out there. There's an insight there to be had into how the brain works. I think there is for sure. I like that. I'm going to apply that rule going forward. I'm not going to be, you know, un, what's the word? I don't know. I'm not going to be as so, so uptight, so self-serving or so gaslighting as to say, like, Mm. I meant Mm. to do that. Oh, I see. Because I didn't. But now that I did, I'm like, you know, I wish I did mean to do that. I'm going to mean to do that from now on. 
You're going to be more intentional about it. Yeah. Like, you didn't mean to do it consciously, but subconsciously you did. Subconsciously it happened somehow. It's pretty interesting. It is. Talking about weights. Weight becomes weight. Weight becomes weight. It's that simple. it, It smacks of the truth when it's that simple. When you get to something so simple that it unveils, reveals a greater truth, right? It's not like your questions to the Bible teacher, which just make things more and more complicated. Carnival-esque. It's more like the deeper you go, the simpler everything becomes. That's how it should be. And that's where I'm vibing. Agree. 100% agree. Now, hey, Timmy, what you up to? Incredibly long hyphen. Oh, not much. Just Vijay goggling. That's, uh... That's not in the simpler truth arena. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't fucking know. Maybe it is. I don't know. That's more of in the ridicule. Yeah. It's probably the less the said, the better, but I could, (laughs) I I could say some things about it. Say some things. You don't have to say all the things. Well, I think I just, again, my brain spontaneously invented a word and I was so proud of it. I just get instead of saying, hey, I invented a word. I was just like, I'm going to use this word in a sentence and send that sentence. And that will explain what's happening. It's more interesting of a delivery just to pop it on him like that. Pop. Absolutely. But uh, I I kind of mashed up, obviously. So I mashed up the word, you know, the kind of uh, slang word you see a lot. The JJ. Right. Um, And. There is, so, you know, I get into my little modes where I'm watching lots of linguistic videos and stuff like that. And I. Scootin' fruity. <laughs> scootin' fruity, exactly. And if you watch a video about Appalachia, you know, Appalachian English. Oh, that's, whoa. Okay. They'll always, one of the, like, examples that they seem to always bring up, because this is a great example, Right. Is the word psygoglin? Psygoglin. Say it again. Psygoglin. I hope I have Cy-go- it right. Psygoglin. How do you spell it? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay, you just have heard it. But I just looked it up. It was. It's S I goglin. Okay. G o g g l i n. Psygoglin. Psygoglin. So if okay. something is not built correctly. Crooked, screwed, or out of balance. They'll say it's psygoglin. Psygoglin. So let's say your neighbor is building a fence, and you know he's kind of like, you know, not much of a craftsman. And you look, he at measures your, once and he cuts twice, kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, you look and he's like, you know, the shed's all crooked, the walls yeah. aren't, you know, they're not at ninety degree angle. Things are all a little askew. You'd Damn say that's bent side, candle that, factory, you know. Exactly. That that sheds all psygoglin, right? Hmm. It's a made up word from there. Not I don't know, made up. All words are made up, but right. You know, side side looking. Yeah. Something like that. It's all psygoglin. And you know, it makes sense. Like it sounds sort of. like a word that would mean that. Sort of. Yeah. Like I, I guess. feel a certain kinship. A, a kinship, yeah. Cuz I like to all make right. up words also as we've just discussed. Yes. And that's a word that just, it makes sense. 
Like, Wait. I don't even think I need to have it explained. That's all psychogoglin. Yeah, it is psychogoglin. I've never heard that word before, but now that you say it, that is that word sounds exactly like what that is. Sounds a little goofy. It's all psychogoglin. So, yeah. somewhere, somehow, spontaneously, <laughs> you know, the psychogoglin became vajaygoglin. I don't know. I thought it was an interesting word. I mean, I copied it and pasted it into the <laughs> document. It got your attention. Uh, under things Brad typed at me. So, yeah. yeah, I agree. Clearly. But, yeah, that's probably enough about that. Yeah, I think so. Because, <laughs> you know, this is going to be replayed in our shame fest at the end of our lives. It will be. When it's decided uh, if we can go to heaven or go down to <laughs> land. Sorry. Uh people behind me in line there's just <laughs> 252 more episodes to get through and that's just the show right it's not the rest of our lives every maybe I, we get leniency because it's like you know the person who edits together all this footage of our lives you put it all in a nice little bow with this podcast, you know, we, we just <laughs> have to listen true. to the episodes. We don't have to like right. dig through the archival footage. So here's all the humiliating, embarrassing shit you've ever said. Yeah. Oh, well, perfect. You've done most of our work for us. Yeah. We'll give you an extra point for that, for being so nice. That's one point. Ding. How many points does it take to get in there? Ten? Three? Three. Okay. Oh, three. All right. Shit. That's great. We're one thirtieth of the way there. Easier for a camel. <laughs> yeah. The, well, to move through the eye of a needle. But you know the the story behind that, talking about language and how I things do. change. Okay. Although I feel right. like I, I'm, I, it would be interesting to look at that thing? phrase and how people interpret it over time. I would be curious. Yeah. What, I wonder if that's made up. Just made that shit up. You mean the explanation that says? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. mean a can't. It doesn't mean a rich person can't get into heaven. Right. It just means he's going to have to like bend down a little extra hard to get through. Right. It makes it a little tougher. And like a camel isn't going to, of its own volition, crawl through that space. It would just probably not ever going to do that. Right. You know. Unless there were the fires of hell nipping at its heels, then maybe it would. But it would have to get down on its knees. And camels aren't, like, big crawlers, you know? Mm-hmm. No. Well, they have to, like, walk on their knees or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They got to get all down. And they don't do that naturally. It's not no. a, a way they locomote, you know? Definitely not. And then, like, why would they voluntarily do it? They no moting, loco or otherwise, in that fashion. No crazy walking. This here <laughs> eye of needle is for normal walking. Yeah. Hey, do you want to give a shout out? Can we give a shout out to let's, somebody, please? Let's please do. Let's. I, I, I want to give a shout out to. Uh, let me bring it up. I had it right here. The uh, I'm going to give a shout out to good old uh, John T. John T. He's so John T. John T. Are you out there listening? I hope so. You out there, John T. Hope you're out there to get your shout out John T sent us a great uh, note a little while ago great uh, note spectacular we, uh, one of the best I notes really appreciated it 
It was uh, very long. Uh, I shouldn't say very long. I mean, not in any sort of bad way. It was a very good detailed note. It's great. Lots of feedback, lots of positive feedback, which, hey, I love positive feedback. Me too. I think we all do. So thank you, John, for that uh, great note. But he also uh, brings some uh, new shit to light. Uh, Here, I'll I'll read from his note. Yeah, why editorialize it? Just read from the note. He he said... Some new fucking uh, shit right here. I wanted to bring to your attention a film called Bad Company, 1972, starring Jeff Bridges and Barry Brown. It's a Midwestern set during the Civil War. A Midwestern. Now, right away, I was like, Midwestern? Yeah. Well, that's fucking interesting. I've never quite heard that terminology like that. Me either, but kind of like Vijay Goglin, it immediately made sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Midwestern. Set during the Civil War, Bridges is the leader of a small, fledgling gang of outlaws traveling across, across the plains. They are not the best at their trade and hit many roadblocks along the way. One of these roadblocks comes in the way of an ambush by a rival outlaw gang. This gang is an older and more experienced outfit, outfit led by a man with the handle of Big Joe, who is played by... None other than actor David Huddleston, a.k.a. the titular Big Lebowski. Incredible. So there they were. We There was previously a uh, Big Lebowski, a, uh, you know. There's Big previous on camera beef. Yeah. They've had previous beef. They have. There it is. Right there. And his name was Big Blank. Right. <laughs> Both times. Both times. He's a big person. And Jeff Bridges is kind of bumbling in both scenarios. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested to watch this. Did you watch the scene? He sent us a link to the scene. I did I watch the scene. It took me a while because yeah. at first I was like, I want to watch this movie. Even after watching the scene, I feel like watching the movie. I yeah, just, I want to watch it, the movie. Sure. If someone sends me a random 70s movie and is like, here's something to watch. It's hard to say no. I will always put it on the list. Now, a random 80s movie? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Quite possibly. Possibly. I wouldn't say quite possibly. I for wouldn't instance, say for me, I, it's still a strong possibility. I still haven't watched a movie that falls under the latter category, even though I said I would. I, I didn't. You said you would watch a movie from the 80s? Yeah. But you haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. I said I would. I think you did, but I just watched it up to a certain point and I never went back and. Oh, that movie. Yes. I hear you. Yeah. See what I mean? And that's what I'm basing most of this on. Right. Like, I don't feel the need to. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. You got burned. Yeah. And I've been burned before. I'm sure I'll be burned again, but I don't need to go seeking out the burns. Yeah. Anyway. So back to, back to John T. John T. And he, you know, kind of wraps up by saying, you know, you could do a little, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe mental game where, you know, you could pretend this movie is in the canon of the Big Lebowski. And these are just the ancestors of these two people meeting a hundred years previous. Right. I'll buy that for a dollar. Fuck yeah. Yep. What is this? Oh, Bad Company. Right. Bad Company. 
which 1972. is a interesting 1972. Yeah, 1972. Not 1872. No, no. But uh, 26 years before the Big Lebowski. It's just amazing that Jeff Bridges yeah. was like an adult man, like acting <laughs> in movies in 1972. It's like, I assume his first movie was Starman, you know, right. just no. from like, he's like, been kicking around for a long time. But yeah, he's been around like as a kid and everything. Right. Well, you know, his dad was in the biz, right? Sure. Sure. So he got in there young. He had an in. It worked out well for him. Things seem to have worked out well for him. Yeah. That's, yep. Last picture show. Yeah. What was that one? I want to say that was 1970. Yeah. Which I have not seen that one. I think I we talked about this earlier. Yeah, either. And there's a sequel, right? Uh, the, the, I feel like there might have been. Might have Last the word picture Texas show here in it. says 1971. 71. He's busy. Yeah. Oh, Texasville. Texasville. That's it. See, and it did have the word Texas in it. Peter Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Yeah. What? He, he just and came he made up that somewhere in 1990. Else. I just I, saw his name somewhere. Like He just passed away. Oh, he did. Shit. That's why yeah, I have then, Last Picture Show on the brain. I gotcha. Yeah, people all were posting the tributes are like the director of Last Picture Show. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I've always heard of that movie and I've never fucking watched it. Crazy. Feel like I should watch it. Probably. Yeah. It's one of those one of those films I think you gotta see. And I think this Texasville is why I'm so uh, anti. No, not anti, but it's why I have Last Picture Show even in the brain, I think. Because in came out in 1990 i would have been yeah. 14 or 15 uh -huh. probably 14 and uh you know uh it was you know they're promoting that so it was like oh last picture show you know classic film last picture show i was like i never fucking heard of it and i'm 15 how classic could it be <laughs> i know things but uh yeah there was a little bit of like last picture show. I don't want to say mania, but like a kind of a muted enthusiasm for the last picture show kind of like permeated the uh, the atmosphere for a short time there in America when Texasville, I guess, was coming out. Hmm. But I think that Texasville kind of flopped. Maybe I'm not sure. I don't, I mean, I don't think it lived up to the standard set right. by its predecessor. That's because they, they fucking shot it in color. Mm. You gotta, mm. you know, you gotta stay consistent. Black and white, man. If you look up Peter Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich, how do you, what do you say? Let's get on the same page here. Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. All right. If you look, look up Peter Bogdanovich's IMDB page. There's a photo of him and then a trailer for Spinal Tap. But what did he have to do with Spinal Tap? Was he in it? Um, I can't answer that. Have you ever heard of the movie Spinal Tap? I have heard of the movie Spinal Tap. I've even seen the movie Spinal okay. Tap. Okay, Jesus Christ. Fuck. thought we were going to have another issue. No, no issue with that one at least. Okay, okay. But yeah, I don't know. I, I see that. 
Um, I well, don't know why it's there. <laughs> maybe he made that movie somehow. I looked up his directing credits and producer credits, and he's it's not listed. Maybe. And I just looked up his actor credits. Did he write it? Yeah. No. I don't know. Maybe don't he had something know. to do. Maybe he had nothing to do with it. Maybe it's a glitch. Listen, if anybody out there wants to do a cursory Google search about uh, Peter Bogdanovich's involvement in This Is Spinal Tap, which is a Rob Reiner film, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, you know, go ahead and do that and then hit us up on Twitter, I guess, at GutterCast. Or just go to GutterBalls.tv. You can find all the yeah relevant That'll work. spaghetti path, spaghetti paths. Many spaghetti paths. Just go to gutterballs.tv. Buy a motherfucking mug. You oh, yeah. stupid bastards. You have to buy the mug. Just buy the mug. Why is it so hard? You go, you hit merch, you go to gutterballs.tv, you click on merch. I think the mug is the first thing that comes up. You hit buy and what? Just, like, you buy shit on the internet. It's not that hard. Just do it. Like, what is stop? What is preventing you from doing the things that you want to do? Nothing. Your own motivation. Buy a fucking mug. Don't do it for us. Do it for yourself. We're just here to help. Don't you deserve a mug? Not just a mug, I think though. you do. Everybody's got a mug. This isn't just a mug. It's, it's a showpiece. It's a story. It's a prized. Goddamn, this was a valuable, you know, a, a valuable. And you could put coffee in it. Yeah. After all of that, it's like Steve Jobs. Oh, it's a phone, too. You could put coffee in this shit. You can fucking enjoy your coffee out of this thing. You can stay. You can drink your coffee. You can finish, finish your, your coffee. coffee. I mean, it's about our basic freedoms, man. Buy a mug. Nobody can stop you from buying the mug. The Supreme Court has roundly rejected prior, prior restraint. restraint. Yes. Just do it. I, do we have any uh, merch with the new our new uh, podcast cover art? <laughs> no, we don't. I think what we need you, to. We, that, we should look into that. Maybe release right. some of that too. Well, let's have some suggestions. If for what no other reason than I want the new one. art on. Okay, there you go. Well, what would you want it on then? You're the first one to offer a suggestion. A I mug? would want it on a t-shirt, personally. A t-shirt? Well, okay. all right. So I say I want it on a t-shirt, but uh -huh. my my t-shirt size is too obscure. I know. I don't know how so that would it, work. It probably won't work, but I, but I still think it should be made available on a t-shirt because I want to see people walking around with their new cover Me too. on there. What about the, what if I just got you the largest size there is? I'll send it to you. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't work, we could turn it into like a comforter or maybe like a pillowcase, like stuff it with something and make yeah. a pillow out of it. If, like just, if it doesn't work as I'll a just size. frame the t-shirt and hang it on the wall here. Or something like that. In my study. If it, <laughs> oh, speaking of which, did you move your office yet? Or are you still by the business papers, the papers? My, my oh, I'm still by the papers. business papers. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm not moving the office. It's the business papers that need to move. Well, I had yeah. moved well, my office to the business paper location, and that was the problem. 
It was an well, un, unforeseen uh, consequence. Didn't plan that one like, out too well. It sounds like this is a YP, not an HP then, or a BP, or a BPP. It's I a mean, your it's problem, a little bit not of a business paper problem. You, you moved into the business paper area. The business papers were already there. Well, did I do And that? the thing is, you can did control I? where... I guess <laughs> well, I did. I you guess did. I did. You just said you did. I said I did, but I'm trying to, you know, check oh, my... Oh, no, I did. All right. Ultimately, I did. You're correct. My point is that it's within your power to move your office or your study, but it's an, I don't know if it's within your power to move the business papers. Both things are within my power. All right. Well, it seems like it'd be simpler to move the business papers then. I would agree. And that is ultimately what will probably never happen. Right. There is a little wrinkle in that shit. Where are the business papers? And if that's the, like, collectively the first place that anyone would look for the business papers. And now, and I know you, you haven't. It's not like you've lived in this house for 20 years. You're relatively new here, so things are still in flux. So maybe it's not a big issue. But if you're moving your important papers to somewhere other than their home, the first place you would look for them, then that could portend trouble down the road. That is true but also. It's like, where do we keep the silverware? Well, it's in the silverware drawer. And you move it to some other drawer. You're going to be confused. Every time you look for a fucking fork. I don't mean to get you down. I'm just, I want to. You know, it's just a lot to think about, man. I know, man. I'm just, I don't want you to misplace your business papers. Right. Um, they're just going to stay there. I'm going to stay here. It'll work out. Okay. All right. That's How fine. How often does someone need the business papers when I'm recording an app? Once Only a year. Only once or twice a month. <laughs> I miss being generous so anyway thanks John T John T that was great thanks John it really, T and, uh, and you know you gave me another movie for my list put it tell Numby put it yeah. on the list yeah it, yeah we'll eventually get around to watching that and we can, can maybe report back here 87% certainty that I'll watch that. Yeah. Because it's just crazy. You got Bridges and Hiddleston, Huddleston yeah. just facing off again. Not again, for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worth it. Midwestern. Who knew? All right, and we're not going to mention Mouthhorns at all. No, definitely not. No Mouthhorns. No, that's, no. We are not going to talk about Mouthhorns at all. Are we going to leave them out of it? We are going to leave the mouth horns out of it for this app. They can maybe come in next step. Who knows? Maybe 10 apps down the line. That's the best I can do. It's a real skill, man. It's a special skill. That was bad. Not warmed great. up. Great. What are you talking about? For just like off the bat? Just like that? It's great. Not Play a bad. little, uh, can you mouth horn us out with a little like let it be or something? Okay, let me try that. All right. Uh, <laughs>
Okay. I might be ready. Nope. Fuck! I'm fucking it up! Just do the chorus then, if that's easier. Hey, hey, hey.